Podcast. I am your host Cody Tietrich, and I'm alongside my friend Sam Suvak. Sam, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, you're looking pretty good tonight, sir. I have to say. Thank you. I, uh, if if you're wondering what she means by that, I, uh, <laughs> I got a haircut, shaved all the hair off, so it's growing back slowly but surely. So if you watch the video version, you see that. Yeah, super short. Now, if only you do something about that beard. I do need to clean the beard. The beard's looking really bad. It's getting, like, it's getting uh, pretty it's wishy. Like, um, not really, but I mean, enough for me, so. And well, like, we haven't discussed this off air yet, but like, I have an idea for our Halloween episode. We can dress up in costume, and I have a costume idea, so I need to possibly shave the beard off, but. Wow, see, I, I would have thought. I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever seen me without a beard. I don't know if anyone has seen me without a beard. Um. So, it'll be interesting. Okay, let me propose this. How about you cut off your beard and I will grow one for Halloween? I'm 100% down with this. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, let me tell now, you, you something. You have to actually grow one. Well, I mean, I've been trying for years. Just nothing happens. I haven't, I haven't shaved in years, let me tell you. Um, I have in the past. Um, you know, you can get temporary tattoos and you can get ones yeah. that are beards. Or like just oh, mustaches yeah. and stuff. That's a horrible idea. Do not ever do that if you don't intend to have that thing on for like multiple days. Because let me tell you, that's not just like a single day affair. That bad boy <laughs> does not want to come off once it's on. Like I remember like scrubbing you, you my face to, so uh... hard with like alcohol trying to get this tattoo off. And it just, oh, it took forever. It was horrible. <laughs> you went to work the next day and everyone's just like, same all right like someone punch her in the mouth what's happening i don't even remember because like i feel like maybe we did it at work i or maybe not i don't know we've done temporary that's tattoo stuff <laughs> oh no that's that's sexual harassment we won't we won't stand for that <laughs> uh yeah temporary tattoos just be careful guys i think i've also done stuff with like markers on my face and i may have done like a little bit too permanent of markers so i've just had lots We're of in- Bad experience. We're going to wild tangents, but uh, when I used to work at the daycare by my high school, uh, all the kids wanted to dress up as Mario and Luigi, so we got <laughs> these markers that they said were skin safe oh, no. and drew mustaches on them, <laughs> and then one of the kids started complaining that it's burning, so all the kids started complaining that it was burning, so that was a very long bathroom trip to get the stuff washed off, but oh, no. the price of having a cool Mario mustache. Well, you know. All right. Well, welcome to the Geek Card Games Podcast, everyone. That was a very long tangent. Uh, we got a little bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, so, Friday, October 19th, we're having a community night. We're going to be playing Dead by Daylight, which was the free PS Plus game a few weeks back. A few months but back. that's not all. A few months back. Did I say a few weeks back? Uh, that's not all. Uh, October 26th, we're having another community night. And this one is for a very special game. That is the current PS Plus game for October. And it's Friday the 13th, Ooh. the video game. Ooh. How exciting is this? Cody, excited. Did you just like lose your shit when you found out this was the game? Yes, because uh, <laughs> first of all, I feel like a lot of people have just like kind of been weaning off that game. Like, yeah. oh, it's not getting new content, but you know, it's free to everyone now. And like, it's, it's really a fun game to go like sit in a party with people and just have some laughs. Um, or, you know, if you just really like killing counselors. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, so yeah, October 26th, we're going to do a Friday 13th community night, and then October 19th, we're going to do a Dead by Daylight one. So no, wait, wait. definitely switch that, reverse it. The 19th is Dead by Daylight, the 26th is Friday the 13th. Yeah, I just said them. I thought you said them out backwards. of order. I should have said I should have said October nineteenth state first, and then twenty sixth. Okay. I said the twenty sixth one. Okay, I got. Let's just let's let it go. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. Let's move on. You guys let's know what's on. happening. Right. We're playing games. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, and as we said last week, we are doing extra life this year. We are part of the right. podcast Posse. You can get there by going to geekcardgamescom slash extra life. We're gonna have a couple days of coverage because uh, our good friend Megs is in Australia, so she is starting on her Friday. But that is actually our Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to the power of time travel, you're going to get some uh, coverage across a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and as we get closer, we'll reveal some schedules and like what we're planning on doing and stuff. Uh, I've reached out to a couple of people for some ideas for things. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're going to be raising some money for charity. Thank you to everyone who's donated so far. We appreciate that. Um, it's been really fun. We're going we're gonna to definitely raise some money. I think we're almost i think we're pretty much halfway to our team goal already we're, no we're, we're we're way over that i feel i think the oh, team goal are. was 500 and i think we were at it there was one point we were at 420 because i was like haha 420 but i nice. think we've been up to like 450 now so i mean we're almost there we might need to raise our team oh. goal so okay yeah I'll, um, I'll get on that so thank you guys so much for helping us get there already like yeah. it hasn't even started we're still a month away so it's awesome all right and because it is October, we are having some horror check-ins. We're checking in on the horror stuff we've been watching. So, Sam, tell me about these movies you've been watching. Okay. So, the first one I watched was called Friend Request. And this is, like, a like social media thing. So, there's this girl who's, like, really into Facebook and stuff. And then she gets this friend request from this kind of like creepy social reject kind of girl. And she's like, oh, what's the harm? She, I mean, she's probably just lonely. So she friends her. And then it turns into like a complete stalker, not not okay situation. Um, and like at that part, I was, I was getting real uncomfortable because like that kind of stuff just like, you know, I feel bad for the person. I'm like, oh, please, let's just, just be cool and like be a good friend. It'll be fine. And no, no, she's like psycho lady. Um, and then, you know, murders start happening. And it's pretty interesting because there's like this mix of kind of like the black magic supernatural stuff with technology because it's still like tied into Facebook and like stuff is happening there as well in, as real life. Um, so it was, it was, it was all right. It was a fun yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. I was really tired that night that I was watching it. Yeah. And so like by the end of it, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And then I was like, wait, did did it just end? Oh, okay. I guess that was the ending. I'm good. I'm, yeah, I was just so <laughs> ready for bed. But it was good. It had like a fun little twist that like I didn't see coming that I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. That's an interesting way to deal with this. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fun one, pretty relevant because of the way society is now and our social interfaces. Um, because, yeah, it's like it's kind of scary to think about that happening. You know, you just meet someone online yeah. and you're like, hey, actually, these I mean, she was a real life person. She was in class with this lady. So like she knew her, but still just like you meet someone and then they just go crazy on you. I'm like, oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, sure, it's a decent movie. So there's that. Um, and then just last night we watched a movie called Thirst, which Fun fact, if you search for Thirst on Amazon Prime Video, you get like 10 different movies named Thirst. 
And a lot of them look like horror, but not all of them. So we were like, man, we should just like for all of October, we should just watch all the Thirst movies. So, (laughs) Um, but the one I'm talking about is these like juvenile delinquents get sent out into the wilderness for a second chance uh, kind of expedition retreat, you know, because like they've been in trouble. Um, Okay. While they're out there, there's this alien that's crashed and it's killing people. And Um... yeah, yeah. So he's got like this sucker thing that comes out of his chest and he like latches on and just like drains all of the blood and people just like get super dehydrated mummified looking um that's pretty cool it's pretty cool it's i really liked this movie i had a really good time with it um but i will say like the monster was just like not the best it's it's kind of you know how those horror movies um have like the monster's kind of hidden and it's dark and you only see flashes of it and it like keeps the suspense going because you're like, I don't know what this monster looks like, but it's probably really scary. Um, so this one kind of does the opposite and it's just like, hey, here's the monster. He's out here for you to see. And like he'll be out in the daylight running around and he just wasn't like super scary. Um, at times it felt a little bit like <clears throat> like an old old school Godzilla monster movie. <clears throat> Because he was just kind of like, you know, I don't know. He just didn't look great. Um, <laughs> but that that didn't, like, take away from the movie too much because it was still really good and I still really enjoyed it. Um, so that one is one that I would definitely recommend. So it was a good time. <clears throat> All right. So that was Friend Request and Thirst. Exactly. Now, I've seen parts of Friend Request. Yeah. But I don't remember the twist you're talking about, but I do remember that movie being It wasn't, like, a huge twist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just someone did something, and I'm like, "Oh, I wouldn't have thought to do that." But yeah, so. All right. Uh, so one movie I overlooked last week, uh, I had watched it and just completely forgot about it. Uh, it's called Mandy. It is a uh, new film uh, featuring Nicolas Cage. Um, you can get it on video on demand most places, and it was in select theaters for a while. Uh, so Mandy is this. I wouldn't say it's a movie. It's more like <laughs> an experience and like it's something. So like the first half of the movie is very like trying to set like a, an aesthetic to the movie. Like it's very different. Like it's not something you're used to when you're seeing a regular movie. Uh, and then probably about the last 30 to 45 minutes of the movie uh, is a drug filled revenge tale. Um, and it's fucking amazing because it's Nicolas Cage <laughs> being fucking crazy. Um, he sports a battle axe at some point, and he—you would think, oh, he's just—he's going to lose that battle axe really quickly. Nope, he chunks that motherfucker at somebody. It's amazing. There's chainsaw fights. One chainsaw versus a long chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> there's a tiger. Oh shit! Uh, it's this movie is crazy, but super good. Um, <laughs> we got into a discussion on Discord. I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan. Uh, I like a lot of his movies. He's made a lot of bad movies. I'm not. Wicker Man is not good, but <laughs> I think he's. I don't know. There's something about Nicolas Cage that I just enjoy. Uh, so yeah, I definitely. If you can, it's, and it's only like four dollars to rent on the PlayStation Network. So like, it's just four dollars. If you can get through the first half and like get to the point where Nicolas Cage is being a badass, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, the other thing I started. So I've always wanted to watch American Horror Story. 
uh i remember when the first season was coming out i was like oh this sounds amazing like i like horror a tv show called american horror story just seems really interesting mm-hmm. to me uh I think I got to like the second episode and there was a dude in like a fetish gimp suit. And I was like, what's going on? I'm not into this. No, thank you. Um, but on Netflix, they got all the seasons up. So I was like, well, and someone told me, oh, you can watch any season. Like they're not tied together. So you, they're all like contained. I was like, oh, well, let's watch this one in Asylum because it's got Evan Peters in it. And I like that dude. Quicksilver, my boy. Evan Peters, I believe, is in every season. FYI, and is he in season one? I thought yeah. he showed up in. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, and he's like usually an important role in every season. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I was, was choosing Asylum or Roanoke. Um, I think was the was like two seasons ago or something hmm. on. Uh, those are the ones I was debating between, yeah. and I went with the Asylum one. Um, I know what's going on in this season. So I feel okay with that. I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm liking what's going on. I like the characters a lot. Um, when they say American Horror Story, they are going covering every topic of horror because like there's zombies, uh, there's murderers, serial killers, uh, aliens. Uh, I'm at some point I'm sure a werewolf and a va- vampire are going to show up. Like I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> um, there's fucking exorcisms, uh, demons. Like I'm only like five episodes in and i'm like this is a lot of shit like i was not expecting this like i was like this is gonna be an asylum uh the dude from rune five got his arm ripped off in the first episode that was fucking crazy <laughs> i forgot about that um but yeah i'm having a lot of fun with it like i think i'm gonna finish up this season uh and i think i'm gonna watch the freak show one next yeah. uh because there's cool clown that named twisty i want to see that um yeah like I don't know. Uh, and, like, I know Netflix and Amazon Prime just had a bunch of new horror stuff, so, like, I'm look, really looking forward to start diving into it. Uh, our friend Melissa over at the Siren Scream, they released their 31 Days of uh, Horror podcast, finally. And I was going to do one in our Discord, but, like, I completely forgot the first day, and I was like, well, I can't, like, just put two things. Like, I, okay, this isn't happening. I'm just going to, like, <laughs> talk a lot about a lot of horror in the coming weeks on the podcast that's fine um yeah american horror story a lot of fun yeah yeah i watched i think four seasons of it i think i stopped in freak show and i don't remember if i finished that season or if i just stopped halfway through but it's had some good stuff um i just entered that stage where i've just stopped watching tv pretty much yeah and also i don't have cable so like i have to wait for it to come to netflix or whatever so but it's fine. Yeah, and I think it's handy that it's only like the seasons are 12 to 13 episodes. Like I think there's one season that's 12 and the only others I think are 13. So like it's, it's short. So it is nice. So it seems like a, a misstep to to not have them all be 13 episodes. It's like 13 is what Good you point. think of for horror. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was going to say one more thing. Oh, I was listening to uh, The Sirens of Scream 31 Days of Horror. I'm not done with it yet. It's a long episode. But one of the movies that they talk about is Grave Encounters. Oh, Oh, I know, right? I love that movie. (laughs) Did they love it or no? Well, I mean, they would have put it on the list if they didn't. But the one who was talking about it was like, yeah, this is a great movie and I love it. I mean, a lot of people think it's stupid, but (laughs) I'm like, you know. Um, it's okay 
I gotta go listen now because yeah, I love Grave Encounters. It's one of my favorite movies. I know we um, talked about watching it, so we may have to we have to get around to doing that. So. We do. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Where do you think that phrase "meat and potatoes" came from? I mean, that's like an old English thing. It's the main course of a meal usually, but I was Good thinking point. we need to like you know we need to be open to vegetarians, vegans. It's not always. Let's get to the fake meat and potatoes. Um, I ate a lot of fake meat this this past weekend because my friends are vegetarian. So it was I had some good fake meat. Let me tell you, man, it was good. Yeah, we did not even talk about you have been in Colorado. How was your vacation? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we ate a lot. Pretty much all we did was eat things and then walk like a ton. We went hiking a lot and then we just like walk around town. I mean, let's not talk about that, Cody. There's oh, stuff that's point. legal um, in Colorado yeah, and that's point. fine, but uh, we don't yeah, need to discuss point. it here. Um, um, but yeah, we had we had a good time. So, so yeah, that was fun. Oh, wait, good. let me just tell you the most important thing. Okay. So I went back to the arcade in Manitou Springs and I, I talked previously um like last year when I went, uh, there was this like ski ball horse race mechanical game where like you throw your ski balls and you get points and like they make the mechanical horse go down the lane. And so it's like a race. Oh, and you got okay. a bunch of people like all trying to get their horse to the end first. Um, last year didn't go so well. It was, And I thought the game was rigged because this one guy kept winning. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> this time, guess who won big at the horse races? Are you going to guess? Um, was, I'm assuming your friends. No, it was you... me, Cody. It was me. Oh! I kicked so much ass. Big surprise, right? Yeah. <laughs> I. Um, so we had like a bunch of people. There were like 10 people playing the first time. Because if you have 10 people playing, whoever wins gets a mug. So I was like, fuck yeah. So I want a mug because I was just like so good. And then some people left, and so we did the next game. There weren't 10 players, so I just won some tickets because I won the second time. And then I was like, man, I wonder if I'm just on a hot lane, you know, and it's not just me. So I was like, okay, I asked my buddy Ian to switch with me. So we switched, and it's true, I did lose that next game. Uh, but this other guy, this stranger that we didn't even know, he won. But then the fourth game, I was back on top, and I stayed in the bad lane, but I was like, man, I got it. So I won three out of four games, Cody. I'm like, my skee-ball hand is just, like, off the charts good, apparently. Who knew? I've never referred, heard anyone refer to a lane and skee-ball as a hot lane. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that. That was, And that's a perfect segue into our what we've been playing section. <laughs> so tell me all about your experience with Tomb Raider. I'm not talking about Tomb Raider this week. I took it off what? the list. You had it written down. I took it off the list. Okay. When? Like five minutes before the show? No, I took it off like days ago. Guys, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tomb Raider's great. I played a bunch of it, but then we had the Resident Evil episode, and then I went on vacation, and I haven't been playing it, so I'm like, I want to wait, go back to it and play some more before I talk about it. So that's why I took it off. I didn't want to talk about it yet. I'm sorry. He's just going to mark it off the list. His note's there. Marketing it off the list. <clears throat> Tell me about Hollow. Okay, <clears throat> so I was going on this trip, and I'm like, I want some games to take on my Switch so that I can play while I'm, you know, whatever. Um, so Hollow is this horror game that's on Switch, and I was like, how many horror games are on Switch? I should probably get this regardless. So I did. Um, 
So you're this dude who wakes up on a ship. He doesn't know who he is or what happened. Again, you know, I like my amnesia. I'm like, this is going to be great. Um, but it's one of those like survival horror where you just kind of have to go around and find stuff. And the atmosphere is kind of okay, but like the sound effects are not great. There's like this white noise in the background that's really annoying most of the time. Um, and it's not the best made game. Like everything looks the same, like all the scenery and stuff. There's a map that's really useless because, like, it doesn't show you really where you need to go. Um, there were a lot of, like, glitches where, like, the screen would just, like, freeze or jump a lot. And I was like, what's going on? At one point, I got, I just, like, walked too close to a wall and I got stuck in the wall and, like, couldn't move. And I was just like, what? So I had to, like, close the game and restart it. Um... And, but there was like, okay, I'm just going to keep at it. You know, there must be something cool here. So I eventually got a gun, some kind of like particle shooter. I don't know. It looked cool. Um, and this enemy attacked me and it was a pretty terrifying looking enemy. So it's this woman and she looks like her body's been all cut, cut up and like sewn back together. Um, she's also naked, which I don't know why she has to be naked. It's fine. Um, but she has like blades for like arms and legs which is real scary looking um and she like comes at you and like you can shoot her but like she'll fall over but she'll get back up unless you blow up her head so um and you also have like a melee kick that you can do to like knock her down but it does no damage um so i was like playing for a little bit more i'm like okay i'm gonna try to do this but it just it wasn't super fun i didn't know what i was doing and like you constantly don't have ammo and the ammo is not easy to spot to pick up in in the world you know there's like it's, so i'm sure i missed a bunch of it and i was like okay i'm just gonna play a little bit more and like i don't know but i wasn't having fun and then i got to this room where like a half dozen of these ladies attacked me at once and i didn't have any ammo and i was just like nope i'm done i don't I don't want what? to do this. Six people? That's crazy. Yeah, it was like a horde of them. And I was just like, this, I don't know. And so then I went online and was like reading this review. And he was like, no, this is a horrible game. Like, Hollow is true to its name. It's a hollow game and it's not very fun at all. So I was like, okay, I don't want to finish this. If if I'm not the only one who hates it, I'm like, it's just fine. It's fine. It's, it was just, it was very disappointing. But I don't know. Well, that sucks. I mean, did you have more fun with Immortal Redneck? Let me tell you about Immortal Redneck, okay? So this is another Switch game. So I was like, I need games on my trip, right? And yeah. I just couldn't find anything that really sounded exciting to me. Um, but this one, it's a first-person shooter, and you are the Immortal Redneck who has gone to Egypt and kind of gotten mummified, but you came back to life, and you have to go... Uh, kill monsters in these pyramids and so it's procedurally generated dungeons and it's a roguelike um and so i was like i don't know it's like i don't really like that kind of game but i mean i gotta get something so i was like eh, i'm probably not gonna like the shooting but i'll do it anyway so i got it cody based on what you know about me and the type of games i like what do you think i thought of this game so you say you don't like roguelikes, but isn't what does Resogun count as? I don't know. I feel like it counts as a roguelike. Or am I just mixing up genres? Um, I would say not exactly, because I mean you're not like you just like play the level and die, you don't get any improvements 
to your ship from doing that. Like you never like improve. Okay. It's just like a straight run. So. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say you liked it just a tiny bit. <laughs> okay. So you were supposed to be like, no, you probably hated it. And then I'd be like, no, joke's on you. I loved it. So oh, okay. um, turns out I, I really like this game. And I like where you're going with the Resogun thought. Because actually, Skyforce is another shooter like that. And it is more uh, roguelike, where you, you play a level, die, get some improvements, and go back and do it again and so you can get past it. And so I think that has kind of warmed me up to the roguelike thing because like I'm having no problem with this one. I'm just like going in there, shooting stuff, dying, coming out, doing it again. And I think it's just because like if the gameplay is fun, then it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if I still haven't made it past the first pyramid. I just keep going in and dying, but um, I'm having fun. So like I said, the shooting is not great in this game because like, you know, the Switch doesn't always have like the best controls, it seems like. Um, but it has aim assist and <laughs> you, I can clearly see I'm I swear it's like I'm like half an inch away from somebody and I'm still hitting them. I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm a OK with this. <laughs> um, it has a fun soundtrack that's kind of like kind of a Western kind of theme. Um, the monsters are crazy. There are these like frogs that hop at you that I hate the worst because like they're so hard to dodge and get away from. Um, but they're like pretty creative looking enemies. Like they're not like things that you would necessarily like. I thought maybe there'd be like mummies and stuff, but apparently I'm the mummy and there's just like other random like ghosts and ghouls. Um, and you start with one base set of weapons, and then as you're getting gold in the pyramid, you can, after you die, you go to the skill tree, which is literally a tree, which I like that. And so you level up and get different things, and you can unlock different, um, like, favors of the gods, which are different classes, and pretty much just give you different stats and different guns. Um, so I've gotten a few of them now. Like, I got really excited yesterday because I unlocked this one I think it was Sekhmet who has like a healing factor so like anytime you've got like gold or collectible you can activate your ability and it'll turn it all into health potion things that you can pick up actually it's meat it's like health meat that you eat um so I was like this is gonna be great but she has the worst weapons in the world um <laughs> there's just like this onk that you like kind of fling at someone and it flings like a spectral onk at him and does like very little damage and then you have like dual pistols that again do very little damage and then you have like this fire fist which sounds cool but then like you throw these flames and like i would always miss with the flames like i couldn't get my timing right and it only has like six uses until you have to get more ammo for it so they were just horrible so like i'm not gonna play that one anymore um but it's really fun. You get in there. Sometimes you kill an enemy. Sounds and like it. Yeah. Sometimes you kill one and it'll drop a new weapon for you. And you'll just like, you can switch out one of your current weapons for it. Um, sometimes there are chests or sometimes enemies will drop these scrolls, which will give you special abilities. So like one of them was like, gives you a chance to poison enemies. One like makes, makes enemies uh, deal less damage. Um, 
there was one that was like, this will replace all of your weapons with random weapons. And I was like, yes, let's do that. And so I got a whole bunch of new weapons that I'd never played with before. Uh, one was like a crossbow. And then I had these throwing knives that those are my favorite, but I still haven't unlocked the class that like starts with throwing knives. Um, but that was a lot of fun. There was this one scroll that was like, hey, you can have an Illuminati come and like help you on your fight. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want this. But I don't know if I pushed the wrong button or something because like I backed out of it and like I didn't get my buddy. Like, I don't know. I didn't have anybody come help me. So I was really disappointed with that. Um, there's no fall the damage. Illuminati is not real. Well, there's that. Um, yeah. What is that the symbol for Illuminati? I don't know. It's a triangle. I guess. It's the symbol for it's the pyramid. I'm in the pyramid. Um, so I think the pyramid has three floors that you have to get to to complete the pyramid. I think I've only made it to the second floor once, and that was because I found a scroll that revealed hidden stuff in the pyramid, so I knew like where to go to get to the secret passage to get to the second floor. But otherwise, like I haven't cleared a floor yet. I die a lot. Um and so you die, you go spend your money at the skill tree and go back. One of the things you can unlock in the skill tree is a merchant. So the merchant, you can go buy stuff from him. So you could like buy a scroll to start when you go in the pyramid. When you're in the pyramid, sometimes you get blueprints for medallions. And so then you could like buy that. And I think that's something that you would keep with you permanently. So like there's one that I can buy for, um, for like increased damage and also increased health, which I need to buy that. But I unlocked that other class which was a mistake so next time i'll get that but um pretty much anything that you don't spend while you're in your skill tree or with the merchant you have to pay as tribute when you go into the pyramid again so you never you can't like bank your money and like save up for something big like you just have to have a really good round to get enough money to be something big um the good thing is like so like if you have like 100 gold left you have to pay 100 gold to get into the pyramid but if you have a real bad round in the pyramid and you die before you get any money you can still get in the pyramid for zero gold so i found that out the hard way um but yeah it's just like i'm having a blast with it like i i don't want to like stop playing it like i was i've got my switch right there because i was playing it for a little while before we got on right now so it's 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 i highly recommend it it's probably going to be in my top 10 games of the year because it's it's nice. i'm having a blast with it so yeah it sounds really cool i want to yeah. give it a shot yeah. uh, i've been liking those roguelites lately so yeah we both have it's like surprising we're, we're growing as gamers it's awesome it's our year of growth yeah with roguelites <laughs> all right now you went on an adventure to colorado but i went on an adventure of my own you find a certain game that I'm about to talk about. Okay. So let me take you back, uh, way, way back to 2013. Uh, there was uh, something referred to as a creepypasta on the internet of uh, a certain man in a suit with a pale white face, no features. The Slender Man was a creepypasta, and he got turned into a video game. I don't know if you remember this game. Wait, 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 stop, rewind. Okay, so Slenderman was pasta before he became anything else? A creepypasta is like this, uh, I think it's like, it was a website called Creepypasta. Okay. Um, and it was like this person wrote up this story about this Slenderman who would kidnap children, like made it sound very real, oh, okay. very creepy. Um, so it's not food. 
Not food. Okay. You cannot eat the Slender Man. I mean, you uh, could if well, you're a cannibal. You could. Uh, so, this game came out. <laughs> you're supposed to like, walk around, find these pages, and Slender Man is chasing you. It was very popular on YouTube. A lot of YouTubers were uploading videos of them getting scared crazy by it. So, my friend bought this game on his laptop. Now I'll come back in later. So I was like, well, I want to do something special for the podcast this week. I want to go play a horror game. I was like, man, I really want to play the original Slender Man. Like it was such a such a like flash in the pan, like lightning in a bottle game. Like it was popular as hell back in 2013. Like legitimately, you couldn't get on YouTube and not see the big YouTubers playing it. It was like how now Five Nights at Freddy's is, or not now, but like over the past year-ish, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's has been popular. Um, I don't think it's still as popular as you're making it out to I don't think it, it still is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Slender Man was just crazy. So I was like, oh, let me let me just message my friend. Maybe he still has the game somehow. Um, <laughs> so I was like, hey, man, how you doing? And he's like, you're doing, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? And I was like, ah, you know, just... Hey, I do a podcast, and I was explaining it to him. I was like, "You wouldn't happen to like have the account to get that Slenderman game, right? Because I had found like you can't download that game anymore. There's like a copyright thing." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm pretty sure I lost that, but I still got the laptop we used to play it on." I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Hey man, you do anything like Tuesday?" He's like, <laughs> "No, you want to come over and play it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd love that." So he's like, he's like, I don't know if his laptop's gonna work because it's from 2013. <laughs> well, we're gonna give it a shot. So I went on a journey, Steve, for this podcast. Play the original Slenderman game. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, it does not hold up. Um, <laughs> I could have guessed that it does not hold up. <laughs> I so from what I understand, this was. I'm not trying to shit on the guy who made the original Slenderman game. It, it was a one person job, from what I understand. So the guy did a very good job for what he was doing by himself. Um, but like, the graphics in that game were very bad looking sometimes. Um, it was 2013. But like I said, one man job, one man job. Uh, he did a really good job for the time. Uh, I will say. I still got super scared when I was walking <laughs> and then my screen would get all fuzzy. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. The furthest I got was five pages. I believe there's eight in total. Okay. Eight or seven. I couldn't I couldn't find a sure number on that because okay. it changes in each game. Um, got five pages. I was pretty proud of myself. I rounded a corner. Fucker was right there. I, I almost threw the mouse that this dude had in the air. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, it doesn't hold up as well. Um, is it is it the I type see, of like, game where you play through and then you die and that's it, or are there like like save points? You reset. You, you reset. You reset. Okay. Yeah. Um, it sucks. And so like, I remember watching people play this game for hours and just like they get the seven. I think it's seven out of eight. Um, and they would round a corner and it, he'd just be right there and instantly yeah. dead. So yeah, I, I just wanted to go back and experience a really old horror video game. Okay. Uh, I do want to go play because on PlayStation you can get Slender the Arrival, which I know mm-hmm. was actually done by a big studio and like had a lot of work put into its multiple levels. I do want to try that and just you know compare and contrast how far Slenderman has gone. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely interesting to go back like in time and see this very old game. Not really a very old, but you yeah, know, old enough. an old game that that I had played a very long time ago. Yeah. 
Um, I will say, I do think this game kind of spawned these games where you are being chased by a monster almost, like uh, Outlast. And can't um, fight back. Please... Yeah. And, yeah, and can't fight back. And it's produced the jump scare games like Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there are thousands of Slenderman games out there. I remember watching gameplays of all of them. Um, and so, like, I think it was it was very interesting to see like where horror video games have gone come from this. Um, but yeah, like Outlast, I can definitely see like took some not didn't take from, but like the whole oh he's right behind me. Mm-hmm. Oh, the screen's shaking a little bit. Whereas in Slenderman, oh the screen's getting fuzzy if Slenderman is near you. Um, and unlike this ties into like the horror movie stuff. Uh, the Slenderman movie came out this year. Did not do very well. It was received very poorly by everyone. I agree, it was not very good. <laughs> um, and so it kind of sucks because, like, I feel like Slenderman, like, like I said, it was it was lightning in a bottle. Like, had it yeah. gotten love and treatment it deserved, I think it still could be a very popular video game series. I do think there's been a loss, like, some lawsuit copyright stuff going on with oh. it uh, because, like, technically the guy who wrote the creepypasta about it says he owns it. But then the guy who made the first video game says he owns it. Then the people who made Slender Arrival said they own part of it. And then Sony owns the movie rights somehow. So it's just a long process. So I think there's some copyright stuff there. But yeah, it was, it was just fun to go back. And, you know, like it got me to talk to an old friend again and yeah. went on a journey for it. And I gave it one thumb up. It was, it was fun. It was okay. a fun time. That's awesome. So, um, big thanks to your friend. What's your friend's name? Zach. Zach. Good job, Zach, for hanging onto that laptop and just coming through yeah. when, like, a random old friend calls you up and is like, hey, can I come <laughs> play games with you? That's awesome. So. Um, yeah, so it was interesting. I was just, he was like, so you just want to play Slenderman? And I was like, yeah. Play Slenderman. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, so, uh, so we got one more game to talk about. It's actually kind of a new one, Sam. Yeah. Yes. New Super game. New. First time in a while. Uh, so we got Forza Horizon 4, which we both were looking forward to. I need to go get it downloaded on my Xbox. But how are you liking it so far? Um, So I'm kind of like a little bit in the middle with this game. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun with friends playing if you're mm-hmm. all together. Yeah, um, I agree. Just by yourself, there's really fun things, but... The, the big thing for me is the races are too long and they're boring. Like, whenever I was oh. doing a race, I'd be like, good God, is this over yet? And um, I just, like, like wasn't super into that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really the only negative. Everything else was really positive. And the absolute best thing about this game is the races that you do, it you get like participation awards. It doesn't matter. Like you don't have to win a race to progress in the game. Cause you know, I've had that problem before with other games where I would hit a spot and I'd be like, I can't get past this cause I can't win the race. And then like, I can't play the rest of the game. This thing, let me tell you, every race I played, I came in 12th out of 12 last place. 
and it was no problem at all. I got my participation <laughs> points and like I love my influence leveled up and I just got to keep going and going and new stuff kept popping up on the map. And I was like, this is amazing. So it's like such a good feeling that this game just wants you to play and have fun. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're good at racing, like you can just keep going and having a good time. So that's really cool. Um, there's other little activities that you can do. Like I've only unlocked a little bit of this, um, but there are stunt runs that you can do. So like there's a movie producer doing stuff. And so like you have to drive the stunt car. So like you have to like race over and like jump through this windmill, which is pretty cool. And then you've got this weird little like rocket shaped car that you have to like race down the coast to get a good shot. And you just have to not take too much damage on it before you get to the end and you have a certain time frame and yeah. that one that one was tense because i was like oh my god because i'm not a good driver i'm real bad at this uh but i i barely eked through on that one um then there are these um like just stunt jumps around the map where you like go and like try to jump really far and you get like one two or three stars for how well you did um there was something else i don't remember um but there's like beauty shot areas where you just go and like, I guess there's going to be like a fun landmark and your character is just like there and you get like a little scenery shot of it. And what's really cool is like I when, when you level up, you get um, to spin this like magic wheel, which is like a loot box, but it's a magic wheel and you just get a prize. Um, and so I'd gotten some emotes. So I had a fun dancing emote. So while I was like on this little landscape thing, it was just showing me like dancing there waiting for this to pass, <laughs> which was really cool. Um, you've got a little bit of custom, customer, no, um, player customization. So mm -hmm. like, you don't get to like make your face or whatever. There's a standard set of characters and you get to pick one of those. Uh, but then you get stuff from the magic wheel where, where you'll get to change your clothing and outfits. Um, and then once you reach a certain point, you'll be able to start, uh, customizing your car. And so you can paint it and apply like shapes or stencils or different things on it and so like i i did that for too long i, I had a real good time with that because <laughs> i had two cars at that point so i was co coloring up my cars um okay real weird thing real weird thing about this game so you're doing your race or you're just driving around the world whatever and you see other people like you see their car and you see their gamer tag above it that they're out there with you right um it, it's it's lies, Cody. Um, I was not like in an online area. I don't believe. I think it was just like populating it with people and like random people. So like some of them were on my friends list. Some of them definitely have not played Forza Horizon Four. Okay, so I, I saw you talk. You were talking about yeah, this because it so, showed you that like Melissa had beaten you in a race, and you were like, what? yes. Like, almost every race, like, um, Hugh, I know Hugh has been playing it, so these might have been his actual valid times when he did it, um, but it would show me against him, Melissa, who has not played it at all, uh, Eric, who I don't know if he's played it, and just, like, a couple other random people on my friends list. Interestingly enough, you and Alejandro never showed up on it, and so I was wondering if maybe only shows... because we're so high up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it only shows people who've played a Forza Horizon game before. Like, I don't know. Have you ever played one? 
Nope. Yeah. So I know Melissa has played him in the past. So maybe like if you've played him, it just like puts you in there. I don't know. But yeah. So like every race, Melissa was kicking my ass. One time she came in first place and I'm like, this is crazy because she's never played the game. And I just feel like it's really weird because, like, you might see one of your friends on there and be like, message and be like, hey, man, come play Forza with me. And they'd be like, uh, no, I, I don't have that game. I haven't played that game. And you're like, why are you lying to me? It shows me that you're playing it right now. And I'm just like, dude, like, you're taking some liberties here. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. Um, but, yeah, after you reach a certain, like, checkpoint... Um, it opens up where you can go do the multiplayer stuff. And so I jumped into that for a little bit and it was fun. I only did like two activities, I think. So the first one was survivors and zombies. And like, if you're the zombies, you have to go tag the cars that are the survivors. And then if the survivor gets tagged, they have to go tag one of their healthy teammates to get uninfected. And so it's just like whoever you do like two rounds and whoever can infect the most people. Um, that was okay. I was a real bad zombie because, like, I'm not good at hitting other cars. Uh, when I was the survivor, I got infected a lot, but I was able to tag my teammates to get uninfected, and I also uninfected some of my teammates who were infected, so I felt pretty good about that. Um, and then the next mode I played was, like, uh, King of the Crown or something. So, like, two players on... what on each team have a crown and the other team has to try to tag them to steal the crown. And it's just whichever team has the crowns the longest wins. Um, and that one was okay. I had the crown for about 15 seconds. I think I just got lucky. Um, but yeah, so I feel like, oh, and then the next mode was going to start, but I had to go to bed. It was way past my bedtime. I stayed up too late, Cody, playing this because I was having a real good time. Um, but the next That's one good. was... That's good. That's a good game. I know. It's really fun. Uh, it was going to be like a capture the flag. And so like somebody would have a flag and they'd be trying to take it to your area base and you had to like prevent them from getting to your base. Um, and there's, I'm sure there's more. I didn't, I didn't get to play it, but we need to get a group together. I went ahead and started a gaming club on Xbox called Geek Heart Racers. So we should get some people together and go play this. Cause like I said, I think it'd be a lot of fun with a bunch of people together. So yeah. yeah. It seems like a fun game with people. Uh, yeah, definitely solo. Maybe those team games you're playing sound good, though. So. Oh, also, good thing about this, like, you can have it where it's just cosmetic damage on your car. So if you run into stuff, like, it doesn't ever slow you down or affect anything. It's just like, you can run into oh, stuff no, and it's, it's fine. And part of what you do to get skill points is run into stuff constantly like if you smash into scenery like you get like landscaping awards and doing stuff and like it builds up your points and you get a skill point to spend on something so it's pretty cool that that it has that mechanic in it so you're not just supposed to be driving straight down the road you get points for going off road and doing crazy stuff so so yeah it's a lot of fun and it's free on game pass it is free on game pass have you done any uh races where like the uh weather's changed mid race that was one thing they really showed off during the preview so the first race that you do it it's it just kind of takes you through your racing and it'll be like oh and now here's the season changed and like it changes in the middle of the race and you like go through that so you go through all four seasons in your first race um so and i will say i hate driving in the rain or like when you're splashing through puddles like all that stuff gets on your windshield and you don't have windshield wipers i don't know why um, but it's, it's a pain. So I don't, I don't like the, the rainy season. 
I didn't know it was a first-person driving game. I thought it was like top-down car, third-person. Or can you, you swap can go it? either way. You can go. Oh, okay, way. okay. So yeah. I was like, what? First-person? Okay, interesting. I, was, I feel like I had been in third-person though, because I think I tried first-person and I didn't like it. But regardless, I still didn't. I still had trouble with that rain. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's All fun. Right. You guys should play it. Forza Horizon Four, free on Game Pass. Yeah. Because Xbox is cool like that. All right. We got a quick Destiny report, mm. our new segment where we talk about Destiny. And the first part of it is we're showing off these guns. Oh, but was, is that my gamer oh. tag? God, oh, is that a Solstice of Hero shirt? Cool. Oh, look at these things. Cool. Look at these awesome these. shirts. Yeah. Yeah. We got our Solstice of Hero shirts in finally. Um, I recommend you wash yours immediately because oh it God. smells awful. They smell so bad. I can't believe you're wearing yours right now. I couldn't have done that. I'm like, yeah, it is, it is that's, a prank. That's dedication. Like dedication. It's <laughs> um, a quick testing update. Uh, currently, the team I'm raiding with, we have gotten four out of six things defeated in the new raid. I'm very proud of that. Uh, we've been yes. working hard. Uh, let me tell you, this raid... Something else. I think it's my. I think so far it's my favorite raid of all time. Uh, I actually had to write stuff down so we could remember it for a raid. Oh fight. wow! It was it was fun. Um, I am one triumph away from getting the Gambit title. It's going to require some dedication, but it's going to be mine. And I'm super excited. They just announced today we're recording. Uh, October sixteenth is Festival of the Lost. There's going to be a costume party and. We get to solve a murder. I am there. I am in for Festival of the Lost. Uh, I think Destiny 2 is killing it right now for a second. A lot of fun. That's the Destiny report for me. Sam, what's your Destiny report? Um, I don't I don't have a Destiny report. I've been a game I've been away for a week, like I haven't played it. But Good point. so the Festival of the Lost, do you think it's going to have a bunch of tedious tasks for us to do? And then if you do them, you'll get the privilege to pay money to buy a shirt. Um, no, I don't think so. I think, um, so in Destiny 1, they gave up masks for different, like, bosses and okay. stuff like that. I think those will be back, obviously, because it's just some funny little cosmetic thing you can do. Um, there have been some rumors that there's a quest for her, uh, Festival of the Lost, uh, that rewards an exotic machine gun yeah. called the Thunderlord. Ooh, that sounds um, cool. And it's from Destiny 1, so Destiny 1 people, uh, that's a rumor. That's what I've been hearing. It was true. It was exciting because we were apparently only getting machine guns, heavy machine guns, and black armory. You may get one before that. That's really cool to me. Um, but no, I think it'll be some cool stuff. I think I think uh, they really improved the events. Uh, like I think, like Souls of Heroes was really fun. Yeah. Um, so I think they know what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, I don't think it'll be too tedious, and I don't think there'll be anything tied to it i think they have the bungee rewards set up and they have what they like okay like everything right now is tied to i think the seals uh so yeah quick question because we had talked about going back and doing the first raid with our original buddies because we never finished the raid because now that we're overpowered we should be fine it should be easy uh i was listening to the what's good games podcast and andrea said they had some people that were high level. They had a few, they had half and half. Half were high, half were average, but still higher than what was required to be in there. They went into the raid and it was not easy. It was not a, it was not a cakewalk. So I have concerns. Cody, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, 
I think as long as we can get the mechanics down, because here's the issue. I love Andrew Renee, and I'm not calling her out or anything, but she hasn't played Destiny in a while. She just came back to it, but Forsaken. So I don't think she was, you know, she probably doesn't remember. It's been a while. She probably doesn't remember doing that raid. Uh, meanwhile, my mind's like a steel trap. I remember all the. I remember how to do everything in that raid. So I got you guys. We're gonna do it. But she just. Through. She was just saying her powerful weapons should have killed the enemies faster, and they were not. That the enemies got scaled up to be harder to deal with. I don't think that's true at all. Okay. Because the level cap, like it caps off at three hundred for that well, first raid. Okay. I don't think that's true. All right. I, I, I expect I'll, I'll to go in there it. with my 500 plus level and just decimate enemies. That's what I'm expecting. You, you should be good. You should okay. Be good. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So, guys, we have a very meaty news section to get through because we have been bad and we haven't done news in the past two weeks. I would say we haven't been bad. We've had our priorities. And, you know, you just got to deal point. with that. Good point. So we're going to catch up on some news that's been going on for the last few weeks. Uh, so first up, Sony has announced they're releasing a mini PlayStation 1 console. They revealed five of the 25 games. Um, hot take. I don't care. I don't care about these mini consoles anymore. <laughs> I think they've run their course. I think they're kind of, they're just an easy way for them to, for companies to make money because... People are going to go buy them and then flip mm -hmm. them on eBay, Etsy, stuff like that. Uh, so I just don't care about these anymore. Uh, if it's got a cool game on there that I remember playing, because I did have a PS1 with my brother. So if there's a cool game on there, I remember. Maybe I'll buy it. Uh, but currently, I just don't care. Sam? <laughs> um, I feel like we're in agreement here. Like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, cool. I never had a PS1. Maybe I can play a bunch of old, cool old PS1 games. And then I'm like... I don't want to play a bunch of old games. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, yeah, I played that Resident Evil. We get a mini PS2. We can talk. Maybe do some business there. I like some PS2 games. But like some of them have been like up, up mastered, remastered, whatever to, to work on other consoles. That's, and like you can get them that way. Is that if you're putting so much effort into these mini consoles, why are you just not putting them onto current gen consoles? Um, like can't be that hard to do it if you're putting an entire mini console together. But it's hey, about money. It's about the money. They know they can get more by doing this yeah. versus putting it on the con the uh, consoles. So, but hey, good for people who are actually excited about it. So you know, but hey. But tying um, into what you said, Sam, we do have a question from our friend Mike. So would you like to read that? Yes. So Mike was checking in here. He said. Can older video games be respected and loved by younger generations like movies and books have? Obviously, movies and books have a lot longer history than video games, so sample size is much smaller. Wanted to hear your thoughts. So my first reaction when reading that was, no, no, we don't appreciate old stuff. To which Byron immediately posted, well, yeah, what about like Super Mario Brothers 3? And I was like, well, shit, he makes a real good point because like... I feel like that game is a classic and it remains good regardless. So I feel like I feel like there's these there's these buckets of people, right? So there are the people who really loved these games when they originally came out and like mm -hmm. they would still have an appreciation for them. Um, there are people who played some of the original games when they came out and were like, 
these games suck. I don't like them. They like the new games now. And so like, no, they don't have an appreciation. I fall in that bucket. I'm like, no, I just I don't want the new stuff. Uh, but then there are people who have never played these games before and it's something new and different. And I think they definitely can have an appreciation for that because it's it's just like, you know, look at what these people did back then. They like made this thing out of nothing. Like we didn't, they didn't have all of the fancy technology that we have today. Um, and these are what games were like. And I think people do have an, appreci an appreciation for that. Um, Melissa in our Discord, her son Max loves the old retro style games. Like she hates them. She's with me here. Uh, but he loves to play them. He's like, I don't know how old kids are. Less than 10, older than two. Um, <laughs> I think he's less than 10. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. Cody, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely agree that, like, people can appreciate them. I mean, if you look at uh, what is becoming popular on, like, the Nintendo Switch, is a mm -hmm. lot of return to those older-style games with those bits we don't know about. Um, but also, like, people are always going to have games that they love forever. Like you said, Super Mario Bros. 3, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was always heralded for being amazing. Um the original Halo game, like, there are these older games. I do think when you're looking at video games versus movies and books, we have a... There's a difference in years. Like, people can be like, oh, I really love Casablanca from back in the day. Mm -hmm. That's a long time ago. But you say, oh, I really love Pong. That wasn't, like, not as long. Um, <laughs> but, like, people still like those games. Like, Tetris is, I think, probably the most widely loved game by a lot of people. Like, it's just simple yeah. and... Yeah, I think you you can definitely have an appreciation for older video games. I think there's there's a video game museum somewhere, and it's all those old games, and I'm sure people go see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, hey, like we just talked about, these retro consoles, people love them, so they, people appreciate those old games. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to our next little bit of news. So Red Dead Redemption 2 had an online beta announced for November. Now, you're probably like, why is that a big deal, Cody? Well, the game comes out in October, but the online is launching a beta in November. Um, so they kind of talked about how there are... The reason they're doing a beta is because they're going to test some stuff. Uh, I think they did a similar thing with GTA V online, uh, where GTA V online launched after the main game came out, probably about two months. Um, I think this is kind of smart because you you don't know how popular this game is going to be um like a lot of people are excited for it yeah but like you don't know like how big to make the server is it going to crash all the time um, i'm sure they have game modes that they want to keep uploading like gta 5 online has kept gta in the top selling list for the past five years so i'm sure they want to like be 100 percent sure that red dead online can equal that because this is going to be their new game for a long time I do just think it's weird that they announced it's going to be a beta. Like, you could have just said, hey, Reddit Online is only going to launch in November. So weird that they threw the beta tag on it. Um, well, because we were discussing this beforehand, because I needed clarification. Because they said it's a public beta, but we think you have to have the game itself in order to be in that beta. Um, yeah, because which... the end of the, like, end of the announcement, they're like, if you have the game, you can play it. Yeah. Um, so I feel like when they say public beta, it's just they worded it weirdly there. Um, but no, it's, it's if you have the game, I'm pretty sure. 
maybe maybe we're can... wrong. Maybe anybody can do the beta. I don't know, but it just seems just seems weird. If 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 it's only for people who already have the game, it's weird to call it a public beta. Yeah, and that would be a very interesting choice because, as we said, GTA Five Online has kept that game going. So maybe yeah. they are going to release the online differently from the main game. So if you just want to play online and be a cowboy robbing people, um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, So do you suppose, so in Red Dead Online, are you going to be able to make your own character, you think? Yeah, because in GTA 5 Online, I have to make my own character. I made mine look like Matt Murdock, put him in a red suit and everything. Nice. Um, So like I could make a lady cowgirl? Yeah. I wouldn't say why not. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I watched the second gameplay trailer that came out recently. And this game looks real good. I mean, mean, it might have been recent. It might have been a couple weeks ago that it came out. I just now watched it. Um, But yeah, I'm like, man, this game does look really cool. But also, like, I'm not into this big open world crap. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I. Yeah. Right now, I'm like, all right, do I want to pick up Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Do I want to get rid of just two? But then there's Destiny. Uh, I'm in a weird state right now where I don't know what I want to play. I, and I feel like I know what I'm going to get from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Cause it's just, I mean, it's, it's going to be cool, but it's going to be another Assassin's Creed game. I'm like, this this Red Dead is something different. And I mean, it could... I know yeah. it looks really cool, even though I'm like, no, don't buy it. it. Don't just buy it. But I don't know. <laughs> I might end up just buying it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see how much self control I have. I don't know. See, I mean, if you're a Red Dead fan, you got some cool news there. We are getting a beta in November. So yeah, I mean, we're the way times been moving. We're gonna be getting in Red Dead time pretty soon. So it's gonna be interesting to see what people say about the game. Yeah, yeah. All right. And moving on to a little bit of sadder news. Um, so a studio is closing down. Uh, Telltale has announced that they are, they had to let go. This is about two weeks ago. Um, Telltale announced that they were releasing oh, about 400 uh, employees or 200 employees. I thought it was 200 or 250 or something. 250. I think you're right. About 250 employees. Um, they were trying to make some changes, but they ran out of time, they said. Um and so at first you're like, oh, that really sucks for Telltale. Like, they were making really good games. And then uh, some stuff has come out since, um, such as they were not going to play severance packages to any of the employees they fired. Um, and so you kind of, it's hard to feel for a company that would do that to their employees. So there are people who are, you know, they don't have insurance now. They don't have any, like, anything to fall back on. They have to hope they can find a job pretty soon. Luckily, though, the gaming community comes together. Uh, and there were a lot of, uh, like, Ubisoft San Francisco has holding a meet-and-greet with different developers from Telltale. Um, that was really cool of them. Uh, different companies were reaching out to the Telltale people, being like, hey, do you job? Like, come interview here. So that was really, like, really cool to see. Um, and so Telltale also announced that there was going to be a skeleton crew of about 25 workers who were going to stay on, and they were going to finish The Walking Dead but that the Stranger Things game that was announced earlier this year and the second season of The Wolf Among Us that got announced uh, earlier this year were completely canceled, but they were going to have the Skeleton Crew finish this season. Um, As of today, it was announced that that Skeleton Crew has been let go. Uh, So they also 
we're not gonna get severance and they're not gonna get any of their insurance stuff so that really sucks you don't you don't ever want to see that um especially in this day and age uh and telltale made an announcement that uh they're work trying to make a deal with other partners so that the walking dead final season could get finished um but i personally i i just let it go mm-hmm. and pay your pay your workers that's that's a like almost 300 people who are going to be hurting for a while there. So um, it sucks. It's really bad news. Sam, what's your take on it? It's it's horrible. And I was just like, I was surprised by um, the lawsuit that was placed against um, Telltale, the class action lawsuit from the employees. Oh, yes. Because apparently, I did not know this, there are federal laws and also state laws in California that say if a company is going to lay off a certain percentage of their workforce or this many people at once, um, you have to you have to give them sixty days notice, like written notice that this is going to happen, and like that's their their period to you know get their affairs in order, trying to find something else. They've got like a little a cushion window there, um, and. This company just didn't do that. Um, and I think there was some mm-hmm. way around it for the federal. There was like some exemption thing, but there's not one for the state of California. Um, so, I mean, I think they definitely have something for this lawsuit. Um, and I'm I'm glad that that's in place. Like, you know, you don't you don't think about things like that, but it's like nice to know that there are safeguards in place like that to try to make companies be accountable and take care of their people. Um, so I hope that that goes well and is ruled in favor of the employees. Um, but I just like, I just don't understand like what this company was thinking. I mean, you know, when you're in trouble, a company knows when it's in trouble and they know, they know when something is coming and the fact that you just hit it, tried to cover it up and pretend like everything's going to be okay. Like, I just don't, I don't understand that mindset and it's just like yeah. so disappointing that that people would treat their employees that way. So, I don't know. And I'm I'm definitely curious to see the full story come out about this because like, as far as it's known, like they just did a big deal with Netflix for the Stranger Things game. So you're thinking like, oh, they're probably good. But like you, it was like well known that they were trying to update their engine. Uh, they were trying to get out of the engine they've been using for so long because they is always like we we played Batman Telltale season one. And, like, you ran into problems all the time. Uh, so, like, they were like, oh, let's get off this engine. Like, it's always causing problems for our episodes. Let's get on a new engine. So I wonder if that switch just cost them too much money. Um, but, like, it's hard to tell. Uh, but, yeah, like, this, it really sucks to see. Um, and, you know, we we hope that those people who lost their job can yeah. find a new job quickly and be okay. So, yeah, our thoughts are with them. Yeah. And thanks to them for all of the great stuff that they produced over the years, because there have been some really great stuff uh, in the Telltale games, and just like kind of seems like just that type of game. It's like it was it was a landmark, like what they started doing yeah. and the way they were telling stories. And you know, I think there's a ton of games out there that probably wouldn't exist if the Telltale games didn't come first. So we're lucky to have had them. But moving on to a little bit more exciting news, away from the negative. So, it was revealed last night, um, or this week, uh, that there's going to be a new Nintendo Switch coming in 2019. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation that it's going to come with higher specs so it can run more games. Um, but Sam, what would you want 
a brand new Nintendo Switch. What do you hope it is? Do you think it's going to be like uh, how the 3DS always gets those 3DS XLs? Do you think it's going to be huge? Um, what I want is not a damn thing. I've got my Switch right there, and I don't yeah. need a whole other updated console to make me feel like my little Switch back there is not good enough. So I'm, I don't need anything else. I don't want anything else. Um... I mean, if they if they just do, it sounds like it's possible that it'll be like more simple things, not like big changes where they do just like make changes to the screen and the graphics quality and stuff like that. And like, yeah, that's that's fine. That's cool. Um, maybe they would have like some new Joy-Cons that would be more different style. I do thing. wonder if this could be a Switch that is handheld only. Um... Like, the Joy-Cons don't remove. Uh, like, they're fastened to it. But, like, the issue I see with that... Because I've seen people speculate that, like, Andrew Renee, I think, said that. Um, I see the issue with that is they've made such a market for those Joy-Cons. Like, they sell them everywhere separately. That it'd be weird for them to suddenly change that. And, like... This is like the whole a whole big thing about Switch is like, hey, you can take it and just go play with some friends. So you each pop up a Joy-Con, you each have one. Um, if you, I don't think yeah. they're gonna want to lose that. You're gonna like lose yeah. a lot of games being able to do co-op or competitive whatever against each other. Uh, so I don't think they would do that. Um, like, then... Does you lose the ability for like those? That's if you make a Switch that the Joy-Cons don't come off of, you lose the ability for like motion controls, kind of. Um, because usually you have mount. Well, I guess you could still, could still tilt do it. Some like, stuff like I, that. I played Zelda and would tilt it for puzzles. Um, um, okay, see. I mean, there there'd been talk at some point that like they would make a switch option that doesn't come with a dock, which that's possible. But I feel like I feel like the dock is not that expensive, so I feel like you're not gonna save much money if you don't get the dock. Um, I think I, I think it's just safe to bet that this is a more powerful switch yeah. that can like um almost like a switch like a how the ps4 pro is like not yeah. really a, it's always a step of a say, place 4k really oh um, yeah so the new switch is going to be 4k fyi that's the big yeah, surprise totally. it's gonna uh, great, so this would be like a, a like an upgraded switch um but like i think nintendo is smart enough to know like if hey if you're making a game for this switch you has to be able to run Maybe at lower quality on the original Switch. Yeah, yes. Because I think they said somewhere I read that, like, you know, all games will be compatible with both. So it's not like a whole new thing. I think one thing that hopefully maybe they would put in the new one is uh, Bluetooth compatibility. So if they wanted to have Bluetooth speakers, headphones, um, you'd be able to do that instead of having to do that dongle. Um, But yeah. 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 But we should find out more closer to uh, beginning of next year because this is supposed to launch in the mid-2019. So that's not that far from now. So, yeah. Um, Our friend Mags had a question revolving around the Switch, though, Sam. What was that question? She said, do you think the Switch would be as popular as it is if it had no handheld mold? I'm sorry, handheld mode. It was just a console. That's tough. Because... I think for it's different for different people. So like we listen to kind of funny and what's good games and they always talk about like how good the switch is because you get on an airplane, 
you can play it. You can take it with you and play it. Uh, but then there are people like who just play it in console mode only. If it was just a home console, I think it still would be fine. Um, because it, the Nintendo has always been a family and kid friendly device. Like that's always what they've been mm-hmm. about. They've never been about like we're the we're the gaming console. If you want to play like Call of Duty or Destiny, like they've always been about like hey, this is for you know get together with the Wii. It was all about getting your family together and like playing Wii bowling, something like that. Um, so I think it could still be successful. Would it be as successful as the Switch is now? Probably not. I don't think I don't think you'd be doing it as well. Um, I think they've got a nice thing going where you know the if you want to dock it, you can dock it. If you want to bring it with you, you can bring it with you. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, no, I don't think if it was a home console only, I don't think it'd be doing as well. Yeah, I definitely don't think it would be doing as well. I mean, the portability and just being able to take it is like such a selling feature for this. Because um, I mean, if it were just docked all the time. Yes, it would be great for your kids. Yeah, they'd have fun with it. And you'd have your Mario Odyssey and your Zelda that were like big. Yeah, these games are awesome. But like anything else, people who have multiple consoles, they'd probably just play everything else on their other consoles. Like there wouldn't be a huge draw to get stuff on the Switch. I think the portability is really what, what makes it so good. And I mean, I think... I think if it were just portable and didn't dock, I think it would be more successful than if it were just a console and not portable. But, you know, it's both and it's fantastic. Yeah. So we're, we're lucky that we have. I mean, I think legitimately I've put it in the dock one time and it was play Mario Odyssey one time in docked. And then I've always just played it handheld. I've never played it in a dock ever. See, and I dock it all the time. Like, I rarely actually take it places. Um, Like, if I'm going on a trip, I'll take it. But I don't like playing in handheld because it's like, it makes my hands get worn out more quickly doing that um, than just playing with a controller. So I usually do play it docked. um, But like, I don't know. I still think it wouldn't do as good if it didn't have that portability. (laughs) Because I'm the exception. <laughs> no, no. All right. That was a pretty good episode, I feel like. We got to a lot of news. We caught up on some stuff we've been playing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we do ask if you enjoy the podcast to give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening on or watching on. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Card Games. Um, you can find our YouTube videos, which we will have a brand new season of Two Guardians starting this week mm-hmm. at uh, YouTube. No, slash YouTube. We're not there yet. It's a tough far. one. Uh, then we have our Twitch streams, which you'll be able to watch both community nights and extra life stuff at twitch.tv slash games. And for extra life, remember you can go to geekcardgames.com slash extra life to get to the donation uh, website. And remember, you can donate to any member of the podcast posse. Um, we greatly appreciate any money you do. Um, you can buy a shirt at geekcardgames.com slash shirts. Um, and you can follow, or not follow, you can get into our Discord where we talk about crazy things, such as Nicholas Cage and all the great movies he's in and how Megs is wrong. Uh, <laughs> at geekcardgames.com slash discord. I don't know if it's just something with the audio, but like 
every time you say Nicolas Cage, I briefly hear Nicolas Cage, and I'm like, I don't know. Do what's not wrong sully with that me. man's great name. Do not sully it. I can't. I'll, I'll come it. for you. I can't help it. I don't know. Anyways, you can join our Discord at geekargames.com/discord. Is everything right? Name I think rude. that's everything. You can follow me at Comic Cody. Yeah. I'm at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. All right. And thank you guys so much again. Uh, We will see you next week. Take it away, Sam. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. 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 Solstice of Heroes. Solstice of Heroes.